Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ivelisse, a.k.a. La Sicaria, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building from Lucha Underground. And you're listening to the Oversell Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 60, and we are talking all the big news in professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. And the band is back together. We're all here. Reunited. We're full power. And it feels <laughs> so good. My name is Derek. What the hell are you playing? <laughs> what? Reunited oh and it God. feels so good. <laughs> We uh we haven't had a full team here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. If you're in our live chat, mixler.com slash oversell podcast. We've got uh, Nadia, Andrew Zarian from the Matt Men podcast. We've got George and uh, Nadia. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. Yeah, I'm still Mike. Yep, okay, he's still cool. Mike. You're still okay. Mike. Okay. You're back. Well, we have we've missed we need you. ID, I, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I, I checked him at the corner. We're we're really good. But uh, yeah, man, Mike, and Dan, we haven't had a full squad here in the past couple of weeks. It's good to have you guys back. It's a sh- it's a full show yet again. Oh, it's been like a month. Seems it? like it. Yeah, yeah. Dan was gone for two weeks, gone. and every it's 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 insane. Yeah. So let's get to some wrestling news. Um, Heck yeah. yeah, that's what we talk about here, isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. actually, actually, we're gonna stray away a little bit from pro wrestling here at the beginning. We'll go ahead and get to it. Uh, Mike informed me we got Brock Lesnar's fight against Mark Hunt this weekend. Yes, that is Saturday on a huge UFC card. Who's who else is on the card? Do you have it? Uh, I can pull it up, but I know just John Bones Jones is fighting. Andrew Zarian, uh, host Daniel of Daniel Cormier. Go ahead. Uh, Andrew Zarian, host of the. Uh, Matt Men podcast asks, can we please talk about Final Deletion? I mean, for the entire show. Final Deletion. <laughs> I, you know, in preparation for Final Deletion, I actually Brother Nero. I actually watched that contract <laughs> signing again this morning. That is one of the most epic videos. Uh, the ones that kill me are the are the all of the ones that went viral of the different piano solos that were mixed in. <laughs> this is like the, the piano music changed constantly in this one video that I remember in, you know, it was hilarious, you know. And even even Matt Hardy responded to it at one point and he uh-huh. was just like, you know, it's like I'm going to find all of you that did that. <laughs> <laughs> they I've seen I think this has been there's people that have seen uh this match cuz it's already been recorded and mm-hmm. stuff. Um because it's DNA. They're saying that it, you do not miss Final Deletion tonight. It's wow. 8 p.m. on Pop TV, so we got to record and get everything, get out of here, so we can watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. But they're saying like this is a bit going to be a big deal, and P- it's got people talking about TNA for a change. Wow! This Matt Hardy going off on the deep ends and becoming Sweeney Todd <laughs> and. <laughs> Everything this Gorilla like, Deville haircut. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I loved when um 
when they did the contract signing and Revy Scott comes in with that baby doll. I swear, what the it. hell? What are you doing? What are you doing? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it would have been icing on the cake if Jeff Hardy had punted that baby like CM Punk. Oh, like, God. Like, uh, what was that Snitsky that baby, oh, Snitsky. man. Snitsky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that Snitsky so that funny. baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, TNA's got to... I mean, like I said, I've seen... I, I haven't seen any... I, I haven't looked at any spoilers... For the show yet, right? Or, and I'm not going to, but I'm actually going to be watching TNA tonight. That's and that's weird to say because this will be the first time in forever. Now, check that. I watched it last week, and I watched who's the guy that does the loser, yeah, or whatever. Uh, Eli Drake. That that got on my nerve pretty damn quickly. <laughs> loser. What does it say? Lo- is it loser? Yeah, or something loser, like loser, that. Yeah, you or something. something yeah. Oh my god. TNA in general gets on my nerves pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> If for nothing else, watch it for Maria and Mike Bennett. There uh, you go. <laughs> so George in the chat room says Nunez versus Tate for the women's bantamweight title should be a good yes, fight. Yes, Misha Tate. Okay. The greatest uh, ass in UFC. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I have not watched a UFC fight in age. Probably since uh, the last one I watched, I think, was Ronda Rousey's when she lost to Holly Holm. <laughs> see, I didn't watch that fight. I was just like, yeah, I'm not paying to see another 15 second. F- oh, she lost. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you what do you guys think about Brock Lesnar facing Mark Hunt this weekend? It's not going to be easy for Brock. I don't think. And I, I'm I still want to know what will happen WWE wise if he loses. Well, they I think they have a plan for who he's going to face at SummerSlam. They're announcing on Smack the SmackDown tapings tonight. Tonight, yeah. So we'll find out here in a little bit. Um, rumors are it's going to be Randy Orton. Which is an odd pairing, but... But like we said, it's also a fresh pairing because I can't think of a Randy Orton-Brock Lesnar match off the top of my head. Have they faced each other, Dan, that you know of? Uh, it's been... I mean, if so, it would have had to have been back in like 2002. It, it had to have been in his first run, if that, you well, know. But... You know, I think Orton, but they came up in the same class. Yeah, right. They did, and that and that was around the first brand split, wasn't it? When they came in, because Brock Lesnar was uh, drafted. Well, I think that was still a couple years before the brand split. Uh, it's been so long that I just can't remember. I thought the brand split. Now I could be wrong, but I thought it was closer, like two thousand six. Maybe it was two thousand seven, yeah, somewhere right. in there. You're right. You're right. Because that's right. when Bischoff came in, and yeah. So, what do you think, guys? Think of these skits they've been doing with. Um, the who is going to be running SmackDown. I think it's really interesting that that's getting the majority of the talk as for far as bringing in these old uh, general managers back. I don't know who's going to do it. I mean, that like they, I've even read that like they don't even really know yet. I say give it back to Vicky Guerrero. Oh, God, no. <laughs> what? No, what? no, 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 no. No? No, no, no. I'm going to go Consuela on you. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, all right, if, you could, if you could pick, who would it be? Um, if I, it's, you got to keep it current, you know? And the fight is between Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and Shane. Yeah. You know, keep that current, you know? Keep that going. And, you know, they they may not have a direction they want to go in. They may have a direction they want to go in and completely swerve everybody right. in a different direction, you know. Uh, you, I, it's hard to say where they're going. For once, they're unpredictable, which yeah. is a good thing, you know. Uh, I, I love unpredictability in wrestling. If you can make it to where I can't see what's coming, awesome, you know. And, and, and I love it, you know. Let's see. George in the chat room says, check out Beth. 
Correa's ass. It's the best. Don't look at her face, though. You've been warned. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but Misha still has best ass. Nadia in the chat room, Nadia Hunter, says, I haven't watched TNA since Shark Boy, ODB, Orlando <laughs> Jordan. It's been a long time. Man. I think the yeah, last thing I saw on TNA that actually interested me was Sting versus Samoa Joe, and then also Shark Boy, like, went into a coma and then came out of it as Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and that was entertaining to me. That really was. Came out drinking clam juice and shit. That I, that was pretty entertaining to me. Made me laugh. The last time before last week I can remember watching TNA was when they started up. They're getting into the aces and eights yeah. storyline. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually – I thought it had a chance to be a really cool storyline. But Yeah, until all the aces and eights – didn't re-sign their contracts and <laughs> yeah. went elsewhere. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, Doc Gallows was one of those and ended up going to New Japan yeah. and tearing yeah. it up, and now we see where he is. George in the chat room says, Vicky has a great gift for heel heat. Can't ignore that with the lack of true heels in WWE. Vicky has the wrong type of heat, though. No, she doesn't. She, has, she, has, she, she can doesn't. immediately come out, and nobody's paying attention to what's in the segment. They are just booing her. That's the wrong type of heat. But and she can't even get a conversation going without people just booing the hell out of her. You know, you can't you don't understand what's happening in the segment if Vicky Guerrero's in it. Well see, I I disagree because the heat she was getting was because, you know, she talked down to the audience. She was getting the reaction that people wanted. Yeah. I mean that she accidentally says excuse me and mm-hmm. that's like the crowd's like, Oh, you bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of heel heat they she really wanted and needed to get. And she got it. You know, I'm not saying she did bad at it. I'm saying, yeah, it's it's heel heat, but you want people to listen to you, to yeah. listen to what you have to say, because you can't really get a storyline going if you're sitting there going, excuse me, excuse me, right. excuse me, every five seconds, you know. Wrestling has a part for her to play, you know, and she played it well, but she played it too well. She got too much heat. Right. Nobody paid attention to her or what was going on in this segment after a while because it was just, you know, like I said, they were too busy booing her. (laughs) Do you think that was really her fault and what she did? Or do you think it's still just on the crowds these days? No. They're just wanting to hijack and just... I don't think it's anything about people hijacking. I think it was just, you know, people hated her that much, you know, which is great, which is great, you know. But after a while... It got old. It wore me out when she would come out, and I was trying to understand what was happening in a second. Right. I would literally change the channel when Vicky come out because I knew exactly what was about to happen. Something was about to happen. She was going to make a match or something, and I didn't understand why because everybody was <laughs> booing her so much <laughs> yeah, but t- that but I couldn't even pay attention to what the hell was going on. You know. But then it, it sounds like you're saying she was just too successful at getting heat. There's there's different kinds of heat. If you had, and she had mega heat. I mean, she, you know, and no nobody. There's not a single person in the world that felt sorry for her when she left WWE to move on to bigger and better things. Right. You know, there's not a single person that felt sorry for her. You know, being Eddie Guerrero's widow and all that stuff going on. What happened with Eddie and everything? There's not. I don't think there was a single person that felt sorry for her. It was just like, oh my God, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Vicky Guerrero's gone. <laughs> we don't have to listen to her say, excuse me, anymore. So, okay, well, since you said there's different kind of heat. Yeah. Compare Vicky heat to Harlem heat. <laughs> <laughs> we coming for you, Nerf Herder. <laughs> <laughs> the look I'm getting from Derek right now. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, wow. like, even, 
I don't even think Sensational Sherry had that level of heat that Vicky Guerrero no, had. No. You know, I mean, seriously. People hated Sherry, and they saw her get involved in matches and do all kinds of crazy shit. But she she was out there getting booed, but she wasn't out there getting booed like Vicky Guerrero right. was getting booed, you know? Right. <clears throat> I did like the interaction with uh, Ziggler backstage, though. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen her before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my favorite part of that whole thing, though, was when she f- walked off, he was on the phone. He was like, hey, Mom. Yeah, I lost again. It's okay. I tried my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was really great. close. That is great. <laughs> How did you guys like the um, food fight skit? Because to me, and not to talk negative about the WWE, it was like the highlight of the show. Yeah. It was ridiculous, but two favorite parts of it. Kevin Owens immediately just hit under the table, came out with, clean until and with, the with very a bag end. Of lays. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole arm wrestling contest between Cesaro and Apollo Crews. The entire fight of, you know, the entire food fight, you know, food's getting slung around everywhere, They're and they there. never <laughs> changed poses. They just <laughs> sat there, like, locked. That's hilarious. There's one other thing that's hilarious. That you and you need to have that every now, every now and then. You need to have just a ridiculous happening going yeah. on, like a food fight and everything. Yeah, one other thing I'll add that was hilarious is um, I saw pictures that Fandango doesn't get how a food fight happens because he was spraying whipped cream on himself. <laughs> 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 and I, I did, like... Uh, the Enzo and Cass, you know, Bo Dallas came up with the huge punch bowl and was going to dump it on Enzo, and Cass stood right beside him, reached up, and just dumped it on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was, there was also um, <laughs> there was also <laughs> Sami Zayn, not the beans, not the beans. <laughs> <laughs> the one part I hated of it, and I don't know why they had to do it like this, was when Kevin Owens got hit with the pie. Like and the we weird had this, camera angle, yeah, like you, like you have, see it coming to his face, and then right. <laughs> that, Kevin, it was horrible editing. Kevin Dunn, you're fucking killing me, dude. <laughs> like seriously, and I hate to uh, it, Kevin fucking Dunn. Kevin Every, Dunn is not in on site at any Raw. Okay, he he's in the, the pro- corporate offices in, <laughs> in Connecticut. He is pro- okay, he is producing the show. <laughs> he, is not. he is producing the show. He had to be involved with the editing and the no, editing of didn't. it. And he has nothing um, to do with the on-site editing. Uh, they they do on-site editing. It's ca- no, so. you, you, I will not. <laughs> if agree. something sucks in wrestling, it's, it's Kevin Dunn's fault. It's Kevin Dunn's fault. <laughs> not even the if, if, if this final deletion match sucks in TNA, <laughs> it's Kevin Dunn's fault. From from everyone I have seen talk about it, it they say it is uh, just it's something it's like something you ever seen. Lola wanted to be on the show there for a second. <laughs> Um, Nadi in the chat room says Raw was so boring I fell asleep on it. The only thing that caught my attention was Dolph versus Seth. Great match between those two guys. Um, George says he hates to disagree with me, but I, and I highly doubt that. But I hate to disagree, but the Wyatts were the highlight of the show. Wyatts have been killing it here. I like the upper the uh, cutting the promo in the barn as opposed to the dark room. Yeah, uh, and I think Bra- Braun Strowman's really surprising me with some of his promo skills because he doesn't. He's talking? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's quick lines and delivery, but he's delivering them really well. He's 100 times better than Eric Rowan. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, did you see I, that? I didn't. I've seen most of Raw. Oh, okay. But, you know. Okay. Yeah, they uh, did a skit. And you got to remember, I don't have cable. <laughs> you know, actually. Um, and I don't have patience of, for commercials. And uh, actually, we can do a cheap plug out there for Sling TV, 45 bucks a month. Yeah. And now they have USA on it. 
And it's 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 also got the El Rey network, so you can watch Lucha Underground. Hey. Ultimate Lucha Dose is coming up. They're doing it. It's going to be three weeks, one uh, one hour next week, one hour the week after that, and then the final in three weeks is going to be two hours. So hmm. Ultimate Lucha Dose is going to be separated into three weeks. It's going to be awesome. A lot of great matches lined up for it. But, yeah, check out Sling TV, Dan. I think you'll – Man, I'm not to look into that. I mean, uh, it, it would save like 100 bucks off my – uh, cable bill if I did that but, mm. but the, and then again I've got the wife i got to keep happy and she's mm-hmm. got to be able to have her shows too yeah you got that <laughs> happening so yeah back to Raw Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler had a great match uh, you know you. I believe it it's what you expect out of those two guys um, what what's going what are they going to do with Dolph Ziggler I mean is by now is he just mid-card get guy over he's just fodder i mean that's all they use him for now you think he's gonna get a big push and then nope just pull it out from under him and every well it's funny every and it's i'm not saying um i think it's funny that's happening but anytime he does get a push it seems like he gets hurt and and that's not his fault right right injuries happen it just always seems to and that's why it was funny and what he said you know after the whole vicky guerrero thing like, he acted like he was talking to his mom. He's like, yeah, I lost again. But it's okay. I tried my hardest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was close. That's great. <laughs> uh, I like what they're doing with the club and John Cena. And there's now a new hashtag, beat up John Cena. Beat up John Cena. <laughs> so it's you do something. You know, the, all and the beat up John Cena memes have been going crazy on my freaking feed. <laughs> yeah, it's been all over Twitter today. Um, people, like <clears throat> I think Eden AJ Styles like added more to it. He's like... Going to Waffle House and then going to beat up John Cena. (laughs) 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 There's also been some other fun hashtags going on by some podcast called Bear Hug It Out. And um, they're doing hashtag (laughs) wrestle a show. So, you know, I I came up with Fraggle the Rock. Fraggle the Rock. (laughs) Um, I think I saw Full House of Hardcore. Full House of Hardcore. Okay. Um, There's all sorts of funny ones. And then they did wrestle a a band. I got one from Kayfabe News, uh, Beast versus Cougar. Due to contractual mix-up, Lesnar to face Vicky Guerrero at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia in the chat room says, Personally, Dean is champ doesn't do it for me. Well, what? let me ask you this, Nadia. What is it about Dean Ambrose that you do not like as champion? Because I actually think he's what they need in a champion. He's a baby face that gets the cheers he needs as champion. So I'm really interested to see what Dean doesn't do for you. I still can't believe the triple threat is happening. Why? Because of Roman's suspension and not being here, and he doesn't have a mouthpiece like a Paul Heyman or something to to keep selling the match. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I heard y'all talk about it last week. You know, if it would have been anybody other than Roman Reigns, we wouldn't see them again. Right? Could you imagine if that was Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, gone. No, not gone. We like wouldn't see him. We lowest wouldn't cards. see him for like, at least six, we'd, seven months. We'd see him. Supposedly, he was forced to apologize to everyone in the locker room. Yeah, like in, in the locker room, everybody. Yeah, you know. Now I saw a report that conflicted that though too. That yeah, so there was more. There was more confir- confirmations I saw than, you know, uh, there was more confirmations I saw of that than there was uh, arguments that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I saw that he. He actually failed the test like before the pay per view, yes. but still had the match yes. and the match on Raw before they yes. announced it. Yeah. Yes, which Mike, you didn't get to be here last <laughs> week. What do you think about them working the um, the suspension into the angle? I feel that they had to. 
I mean, especially if they're still going to put him in the match, which I still hate that match right now. It could have been saved until SummerSlam because that's that match is too big to be used already on Battleground. They can still kill it. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be a great match. They can still kill it. But it, well, I, I mean, like they it, they can still kill it. Oh it yeah, yeah, happen, they can. Yeah, you know, there's like something that happens backstage, and there, <laughs> you know, one of them doesn't make it to the ring or something, right. something crazy yeah. like that. You know. I wish they'd hold it off for WrestleMania, my, my personal Oh, opinion. yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that's a match that needs to be in WrestleMania. The shield implodes finally on yeah, a major what, stage. I know? completely agree with that. But, yeah. I mean, once I saw that they were pulling the trigger, I mean, you're a couple months out from SummerSlam. You could, mm-hmm. at this match, have a one-on-one, have the third member, like, interfere, cost something, and Easily. then that leads up to the triple threat at SummerSlam. But mm-hmm. I think it's too early for it. Naughty in the chat room which you can always join by going to Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com slash Oversell Podcast. I'd never really liked Dean by himself or watching his matches. In The Shield, he was cool. I think ever since he faced Brock, I saw Dean as weak and still do. Hmm. Now, I, and even in the, uh, the what was that, Asylum match? Yeah, that ridiculous thing. Yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know. I, the only cool thing I can remember Dean doing from it was throwing Jericho into thumbtacks, you know? Yeah. Like it could have just been a normal cage match. I remember everything hanging above the ring. That was really weird. Like the cage, and then everything's hanging above the cage, and they have to climb the cage to get something down and everything. It's right. Like, it's just craziness, you know. It's it, weird. It so. reeks of WCW, doesn't it? Like late yeah. WCW, where shit they just did. I mean, there wasn't like Viagra on a pole match. Th- there wasn't an electric chair in the middle of the ring or well, anything. See, but that, no. See, that was, what's funny about that is that wasn't even late WCW. That was. Yeah. Like, bef- slightly before <laughs> that the was Nitro WCW. Era. Yeah, that was a slightly before the Nitro era. George in the chat room says, "My issue is I thought Dean would be more serious as champion. He's become more jokester than lunatic. I watch him with Seth and think Seth's the guy I'd want as champion of my company." Uh, they're trying to make they're trying to make uh, Dean crazy. You know, they're trying to you know freaking JBL hollering, "Oh, he's a lunatic! He's a yeah. lunatic!" Every five minutes, you know. Um, <laughs> and it goes back to the damn commentary. They yeah. just get, th- these commentators cannot get people over in the way they should be. The ascension would probably be over if JBL would kept would have stopped saying these guys they didn't beat anybody. Blah blah blah. Instead mm-hmm. of it, what it should have been was these guys look like an unstoppable force. Yep. No team is going to be mm-hmm. able to stop them, and you know that's. A, Another gripe for another day, I guess. But or so we still mention the ascension. Hmm. Yeah, we still do. You okay. know, Swerve's still around. Nobody so else does. Company. <laughs> Nobody else does. Not well, even WWE creative. Well, one of the guys. They, they were in the food fight, though. Oh, well, they were. Yeah. Okay. One cool. of the guys just got off a of suspension. Which one was it? Connor. Yeah. He just came back from. Uh, Kevin. <laughs> he just came back from suspension. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kevin Owens. Some people brag about how they hashtag beat up John Cena. Me. I actually hashtag beat John Cena in my first match and then turned this whole place into the Kevin Owens show. <laughs> <laughs> Much to the chagrin of Mo Stegall. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't know who Mo is, Mo is a professional wrestler here in Memphis and has been on this show a couple of times. Um, my former tag partner. Yep. Um, he was our Oprah. He was our Oprah at one point, <laughs> yes. Well, probably I'll probably see him next week. I think he's going to be out at the trivia at Memphis Rec Room, wrestling trivia, hosted by Kevin Cerrito. There you go. We're going to be out there doing a quick live podcast from the 
Memphis Rec Room. Kevin Cerrito helped us thank that. Thank you so much for that. Um, let's take a quick break. I need to <laughs> pinky have in the brain. What are we doing tonight, brain? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Beat up John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you can do the Orson Welles voice as the brain, I'll be more impressed. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. What are we going to do tonight, Brian? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Beat up John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> was that Orson Welles? I was just me trying to get it out without laughing. <laughs> I, I, I think that was more Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's, let's take a quick break. We're going to uh, let GarageBand catch back up. We will be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Overself Podcast. <laughs> We've just been goofing off with our recording, <clears throat> so I had to turn the recorder back on, but we just were laughing. And uh, sorry. Anyway, be sure you're following <laughs> us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Derek Oversell, D-E-R-I-C-K, O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. Add Wolf Mike 23. Also, yeah. be sure to head over to www.oversellpodcast.com. We have all of our episodes there right on the main player in the middle of the page. And right underneath that is the Amazon link. Folks, if you need to shop on Amazon, shop through that link. You'll help us out because we get a small commission on anything sold through that link. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by doing shopping on Amazon that you're already going to do. It's just one click of a button. You're at Amazon. Shop till you drop and get out of there. Do people still actually type the www? I do. Okay. I don't. But I'm also weird when yeah, it comes. Yeah. I, I've I typed it so many times in my life that it's almost I, I ingrained I, into my personality. I think I tried it once and then was like, hey, I don't have to type www anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so... George in the chat room while we were goofing off and Mike was having problems connecting to my Wi-Fi, George says, Derek's Wi-Fi was going to be great tonight, but it had to beat up John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. And I've actually pulled up some of the best ones here. I'm going to go ahead and say it. George is my superstar of the week. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it doesn't look like this website's loading. Is it because you're Wi-Fi? Well, no, because I'm broadcasting live. Okay, this is not working right. <laughs> okay, maybe we won't. Well, maybe, maybe, we won't. maybe we won't. Maybe we yeah. won't do that. Maybe we won't do that. We didn't have it planned anyway. Angered the internet gods. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have you? All right. So at the end of Raw this past week was a big eight on eight USA versus Team World. Yeah, elimination match. Match. Um, match. um in it, Kevin Owens did a pop-up powerbomb on Mark Henry. Wow. Mm. And here's the gif of it right here. Gif, Jeff. All right. I'm going to lean over. I mean, damn, Mark can jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, but it, Who knew Mark Henry could jump that high? Damn. Now, that being said, with that spot in the match, why would you have your last two when you have Apollo Crews on Team USA, why would you have your last two be Zack Ryder and Big Show? Apollo Crews could have used a celebration in the end of the ring, or in, in the ring right, at the right. end of the match. Yeah, give him something to go off on, you know, like, who did he get eliminated by, Seamus? I believe so. So there you go. 
That's yeah. the continuation of their feud. He got eliminated by Sheamus, so he's got to go after him and avenge his elimination. You humiliated me on the 4th of but July, then, you son of a bitch. But then they're just <laughs> keeping on an angle. Now we're going to get 17 Apollo Crews Sheamus matches? Probably. Probably, yeah. Great. And during those matches, Randy Orton's just going to walk past ringside and just point and laugh. <laughs> well, he's going to be too busy facing Brock Lesnar here at SummerSlam. Probably. Looking through oh, and uh, that did happen uh, in 2002 on SmackDown. Okay. Orton, Orton versus Lesnar. Well, then I would Lesnar. still call it a fresh a fresh feud. Yeah, I mean, if it was yeah, just was a single when, SmackDown match. Back when Orton was still wearing blue trunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still being, like, tutored by uh, Hardcore Holly. I, he might have been, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. He know. might have been. I don't know. Uh, here's a funny uh, a beat up John Cena. Fight Owens fight. I think you should beat up John Cena, then pass me the potato crisps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. And I did I did share uh, <laughs> the uh, raw and roughly 25 seconds video to the Oversell podcast page. <laughs> I, re- I highly recommend uh, everyone goes there and checks it out. Um, and <laughs> be sure you have your audio on when you do it. So. Especially if you're at work. Turn it very loudly. Yes, yes. George, <laughs> George in the chat room says the lead-in to those Cruz Sheamus matches will be Ziggler and Corbin. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Ziggler and Corbin. It's their go-to uh, empty spot on the pay-per-view match. <laughs> What's up with the villains just losing to, to Goldust and R-Truth? I mean, that... That... And just... Wow. Like, they were brought up, and now they're losing to them? I, I don't know. Those guys, they seem to be losing steam, you know? Uh, it's hard to say, you know, why, you know, creative or whoever can't get behind them on anything. But, you know, I'm I'm very, uh, I'm very interested to see where uh, the golden truth actually goes, you know? Um, and fuck Dust, Breeze. Dustin, yeah. <laughs> Breezango, I like, I like, I like it. I like Breezango. I do. I, th- I think, I think that's the perfect coupling of two characters. Right. You know, it's, it is. It really is. I mean, they, they, it's, it, they complement each other. You know, pretty well. And uh, I think they can get something going out of that. Uh, and I hope they do. I really do. Um, but you know, George, how many of y'all think that the, uh, the new day is about to break up? Well, they're saying with the whole Xavier Woods thing and uh, what they're the Wyatt. teasing. That's yeah. They're te- it, George sent me an article today um, about that, and it's you know I, I think New Day still has plenty of steam. I People think they still do love too, them, and I think it's uh, still a little too early to break them up myself personally. Well, here's the thing: is like there's a lot of there's a lot of teams I've seen break up over the years that I thought really could get somewhere. Um, when I was younger. I was partial to taller wrestlers, you know, uh, Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham. They formed a tag team in WCW that I thought was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, they I think they ended up winning the tag titles at one point. Hot, hot team, you know. And then they lost the tag titles, got, got a rematch, and Barry Windham turned on Dustin Rhodes. Um, and so, you know, that you never really got to see that team again. But I right. thought that was an awesome team. That was an awesome pairing because both guys were really tall, 
really big, you know. Dustin was younger than Barry, you know, so Barry was a little bit more wiser and, you know, the veteran and everything. And, you know, I thought it was an excellent team up, you know. Hmm. But it's hard, It's hard. you know, picking teams and, you know, staying solid for a, for a good long time, you know, because, like, you got three guys there, and they've got a huge bandwagon right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they – they don't have a bandwagon. They've got a band steamroller, you know, and you know you can't you can't hate the new day right now. You really can't. Yeah. You really can't. I mean, everything they've done from the comedy spots to the stuff in ring to everything, you know, they're a team. They're a solid team, and they've got their stuff down. You know, I'm happy for them. They really got out there, but you got to wonder how long can you stay that way how long can you ha- hold that momentum right you know and how long is creative going to let you hold that momentum mm-hmm. you know because there's other teams waiting on waiting on the side you know lord help us the usos are somewhere out there <laughs> you know <laughs> there was even a dudley sighting at, at raw yep yeah, yeah they're in the food fight weren't they yeah no they, well they were yeah they were that and they were in the the Team America. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah, that's elimination right. match or whatever. But I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. I would love to see two separate tag titles for both the shows. Yeah. I really would because so, there too. is enough tag teams in WWE to support a roster that size. Oh yeah. So I mean, there's just more opportunities you're creating for the tag teams. You know. All right, but real quick, let's go. Like we were talking about tag teams that broke up too early. Mm-hmm. Who are what are some other tag teams that you thought should have lasted longer? Uh, the original when the, I thought it was I'm going to go say the original Wyatt family. Yeah, because I thought that you know I set them free, and then it just it didn't work right. No, so that's <clears throat> I'd say them the Wyatt family. So. I think the Shield could have stayed together longer. Yeah, we had a full <clears throat> what two years, two three years of the Shield. Yeah. So, but then they finally actually got a big, big you know, face feud. push. Yeah, big face push against Evolution. Right, right. You know, another one. I thought it it was because of injury, but way back, uh, two man power trip, Stone Cold and Triple oh. H. You and two man power trip. I hey. tell you, that hey, that was some good stuff. That was yeah. some good stuff. It really was. It was some good but stuff. But Triple H got injured, you know, tore yeah. quads, and then he was out for the year. Yeah. But that could have been great going on for I mean that may have changed you know the whole uh invasion angle yeah when it happened yes I mean it Triple H got into uh, the right freaking before that. pop that Jericho and Benoit got the night they beat them for oh, the tag yeah. titles holy hell yeah the roof blew off that joint man let's see uh George in the chat room wants to know is he the only one that loves Brizongo no you're not the only one I like no. I like him well you've you interacted with Tyler Breeze Yes, some and you said you so it, does that play into it a little bit? No, it doesn't. I like the Tyler Breeze character, you know. Um, Tyler's a cool cat backstage. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But the character, it's all about your character. Get your character over. Yeah. And what gets his character over right now is teaming up with Fandango. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the same thing. Fandango's what gets Fandango's character over right now is teaming up with Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Nadia in the chat room says, I think that's what they want you to think, but really the Wyatts are going to break up. Now that would, I think they just, right now they're investing too much in the Wyatts to break them up. Now that would be a hell of a swerve. And to me, uh, I think it's just going to be Xavier Woods, like in the end is going to be like, ha ha, I was just getting a laugh. I'm not. 
yeah. being hypnotized right. before you or anything. You can't hypnotize me. Um, and Nadia also said she wishes Miz and Morrison would have stuck together. That wasn't actually when they were in ECW. Yeah. They were a good heel tag team. Yeah. They yeah. were pompous bastards that, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, uh, Britney Spears. I remember one of them was like, <laughs> Britney Spears, we'd still hook up with you five years ago. <laughs> like, Whoa, man. Um, George says he sees Enzo. Where is he? <laughs> no, I'm sure that I don't. I, I'm sure he means I see Enzo becoming more of a manager to Big Cass. I think, and I can see that happening too. I can see that yeah. happening too. But because I think he's probably going to be one of the greatest hype guys to ever be. Colin Colin Cassidy, he does a good promo. He, you know, he, he is done. He does good. A pro, he does do a good promo. You know, and I think people like take his take his charisma the wrong way. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, you know there was a, there was a when he came out, I think it was like two pay-per-views ago, and he was cutting a promo on the Dudley Boys, and then he cleared the ring of the Dudley Boys, you know? Right. Uh, it was on, like, the pre-show or something. And he comes out there, and he was cutting a promo. And to be honest, he he looked like a deer in the headlights mm-hmm. when he was saying what he was saying. You know, he needs to adjust his look just a tad. You know, if the look on your face doesn't, say that you believe in what you're saying then the crowd isn't going to buy yeah they're not going to yeah they're not going to believe you and to me he he had a deer in the headlights look and it was the first time i've seen him do it too because when he was out in nxt man he'd cut a promo on somebody and he his eye his eyebrows would be crossed all up and his forehead would be sweating and shit and he'd look like he he meant every word he said but when he come out and he cut that promo on the dudley boys two (laughs) pay-per-views ago it didn't look like he believed what he believed in what he was doing. He didn't look like he believed in what he was saying. You know, I thought he, he had that deer in the headlights look where he was, his eyes were just wide open. You know, mm-hmm. like he was trying his best to remember his lines. You know, I thought and, he I thought he handled himself pretty good when Enzo was out those couple of weeks. Uh, he did, yeah, and I'm glad. He did. I'm glad they kept him relevant too. I'm yeah. glad they kept him on screen and they didn't just you know sideline well, him until all they had to do was walk him in front of Vince, and Vince was like, "Man, you're a big bastard." And <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was it. It was <laughs> over. He's he's signed for life. Never <laughs> forget it. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, he's seven feet tall. Yep. You really can't <laughs> teach that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, George, he says he could see big big Cass and Enzo splitting up. I could see that too, yeah. but not, really not anytime soon, though. No. Nadia asks, "What are they going to do with Apollo? He's very talented, but his character just isn't interesting." And yeah, we've said that on the show before. I think he was too soon of a call up. He needed to flesh out a character more in NXT because he was even new to NXT. Like you know, he wasn't there TV that wise, long. Yeah. right? And he, you know, I, I would have thought he would have been a great contender for the NXT title. Yeah, he was what six or eight months in NXT. And if that something like that, I think that. he was only like three or four. I really don't think he was down there that long. And it, and then they just. I broke. mean, what was it the when he debuted? Was that the the SummerSlam weekend takeover? Because they made a big deal about it. You know, the, the debut of Apollo Cruz. It may have been that, that one. May, if, if not, it may have been right after. It may have, yeah, if it, if it wasn't that weekend, then it was the the next takeover that they did. But. Well, I think yeah. I think George they're treating him. The I think they're treating him more like a indie name, you know, kind of like a lesser AJ Styles, maybe, you know, uh, you know, because he was he was a ooh nation, you know, he yeah. was, and they made it the Apollo Nation, you know, 
So, you know, they I, they hadn't really got behind the Apollo Nation thing, though. Right. Um, so, you know, I think they're treating him more like a a name, and eventually they'll give him a gimmick, you know. They'll give him, they'll put him in a group or they'll, you know, tag him up with somebody or, you know, pair him up with somebody. I could, the, see, I could see him going back down to NXT. I could see it, too. I, I think, could see it too. They need they he needs a rehashing. I, well, he just needs a hashing in general. I yeah, mean, he needs to stop being. I mean, Captain I, Smile. And that's, a lot. I'm not taking anything away no, from his no, work. No, 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 no. Hell no. no. Me neither. He, Me he, neither. he, he, he. There's nothing you know bad about anything he's doing in ring. You know, but it's entertainment. You know, that's what they told me when I was up there doing my tryout. This is not a wrestling company. Yeah. This is an entertainment company. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> uh, let's see. George asks, which is worse, Dana's weekly botches or Summer almost decapitating Becky? You talk about oh. an early call-up. Dana Brooke was an early call-up. Well, she would have worked out better if, the, if Emma wouldn't gotten hurt. Yeah. Her and Emma, yeah. I thought, were awesome together. And they paired her with Charlotte now because they want her to be with somebody that can teach her. Yeah. But well, still, I don't think she should. Dana Brooke was an early call-up, in my opinion. She was way too early. Yeah, her, I, just, I, I don't. I still think Apollo is just too early, was a little too earlier than Brooke Dana Brooke. Well, Dana looks awkward in the ring to me. Yeah. Well, see, I don't see. I think she's gonna end up being more of a valet. Type, she very well could, which I think suits her. Perfectly. She's dating Dolph Ziggler right now. So, well, who hasn't dated Dolph? Ziggler? <laughs> <laughs> who isn't dating Dolph? Mike Ziggler. hadn't dated Dolph. Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever hear the story about him? On that, have you heard the Amy Schumer story about? Yes, him? I have heard the Amy <laughs> Schumer Howard story. Stern. That shit yeah. is hilarious. Like he was it's throwing like, me around. It's like having sex was more of a more like a sport with him or something. <laughs> <laughs> he would throw me around and like lift me up and twist me in all these ways, and I'm like, I don't really like. like <laughs> <laughs> tap out, tap out. <laughs> but yeah, Paulo needs. I think he needs to go back to NXT. And you know, with the draft, this this it could be a reasonable way for them to get back to NXT. Yeah. Or it could be a good way to split them up and put them in a character, you know, split them away from different people, you know. Right. I'm, you know, I, I'm with you on the opinion on Paulo. He in ring work, he is fine. Yeah, he's yeah. ready for the big time as far as in ring work goes. Got to give him a character though that everybody can get behind. You know. Now I'm not saying he needs to come out dancing like freaking Brodus Clay or anything, but <laughs> you know, oh, that would be that would needs just a personality. Be- he needs that personality to come out. Uh, here's a good question. Whatever happened to Lana wrestling? She did like one match maybe and only did one move. Hasn't been in the ring since then. I think you – know, I thought she did well in that WrestleMania match. I yeah. thought she had – I thought she stood out really well. Mm-hmm. But I think they – her role, they need managers. They need valets. Mm-hmm. They need distractions on the outside. That's something they've gotten away from that is could be huge for their matches. I mean, what was more annoying than – you know, our buddy downtown Bruno, you know, someone's on the outside, they run against the ropes. He Dr. Gives them, Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> I miss those days when you'd have to worry about a manager outside maybe tripping you, them up when you're going to get his feet because that's another thing that they're not doing to get heat. And, and you got to say it like Fink said it, you know, every time he announced Dr. Harvey Whippleman, <laughs> he'd, cross, he'd, he'd act like he just, you know, Tasted a raspberry or something, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just it just it's a lost art. The outside distraction. It is. It is. You know, uh, there's there's no managers. There's no managers anymore. Is it is it become no, it, now? You can tell me this. Are there people that just don't want to be managers in wrestling anymore? 
I wouldn't even say that. You know, I think I think they're gun shy after Abraham Washington. Abraham, Abraham Washington. <laughs> I think that is. I think that plays a big part in it. You know, um, but two. You know, the Abraham Washington gimmick. That was that was that was something that could have taken on taken on a life of its own I and agree. easily mm-hmm. did. You know, because he was he was the Abraham Washington show and he had Tony Atlas over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was I thought that was funny. Uh, but you know, uh, him managing the primetime players was, you know, that was cool. I mean, he was get yeah, it's, it's, you're not get he was getting the reaction for the supposedly heel tag team yeah. that was in the ring mm-hmm. now. And then he has to go and what did he say? Something like he's, he's like a Kobe Bryant in a hotel room. <laughs> unstoppable. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, in a Colorado hotel room. He's unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I, I, and, and you know what's really funny is like everybody in the gorilla position. I bet it was like a grenade went off back there. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what happened. I guarantee you, this is what happened in the and gorilla. You know, and, the, and what what I think is so freaking hilarious is there's there's a ten or a fifteen second delay button that they can hit. And they can cut out anything that they don't want to air for about right. a good 10 or 15 seconds. <laughs> There's the same button on any radio station in the, in the entire country. If you hit that button, you realize you said something wrong, and it went out live on the air, you can hit that button, and it doesn't air. Yeah, They could have hit the button. <laughs> well, here's what happened in Gorilla. But they didn't. <laughs> here's what happened in Gorilla Position when he said that. I think there were two like, <gasps> Yeah. And by the time they realized, like, like, shit, what the d- fuck did d- he d- just say? Yeah. <laughs> that seven seconds was up, yeah. I mean, I mean, that was... Nadia asked, Roman having a manager, how would that work out? That's an interesting question. I like that. Cause Roman having a manager. He, I could it, see him being a Paul Heyman guy. If he had a manager, they he would he himself would have to be a heel. Absolutely. Good guys don't really have managers. I can't... Uh, like Hulk Hogan did when he was in WCW. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Hart, which Jimmy Hart, but you know, Hogan didn't need Jimmy Hart. No, 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 no you know, and it, and in the end, it turned out Jimmy Hart turned on Hogan. You right, know, right. So I mean, Hogan didn't need Jimmy Hart. You know, so it's just hey, yeah. Speaking of that, have you seen what is added has been added to the WWE Network? Every single episode of Monday Night Nitro. Of Nitro. Oh man, I started watching it, and like episode two or three was the debut. Of the Disco Inferno. I, was I like, love oh it. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Glenn Gilberti. Uh, yeah. And going back, and I'm reliving a lot of memories because, you know, before the NWO and Nitro, I couldn't really mem- remember what was going on, but you had the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> they used to, when I was at the wrestling school, I would get up on the second floor and I'd be hooking the sound system up and everything, and they'd go, all right, Dan, do the Disco Inferno. And I'd start dancing like Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was so weird seeing, you know, that was back when, they had the giant in WCW, yeah, and they yep. were actually booking him as Andre the Giant's son, even though there were no relation whatsoever. Right, and hearing Big Show cut a promo back then is, oh, I can't wait to grip <laughs> Hogan with my bare hands and break him, and like they Into did the White the, Castle of Fear, uh, <laughs> as opposed the, to the Crystal of Fear, <laughs> the ma- the monster truck stuff that was back when they were doing the monster truck match. Yes. You guys trying to and, push one another off the top of a parking garage or yeah, some like crazy Show, crap like and, that. And, and the giant Big Show, whatever you want to call him back then, fell out, yeah. fell over. Um, but it was weird seeing like 
you know, the Zodiac. He was a part of the Dungeon of Doom. I think Ming was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Uh, and of course, you know who the Zodiac was, don't you? I can't remember. I can't. That's just Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, man. was it? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that whole thing where they abducted Hogan. It, oh. Well, the, the acting by Hogan on that. Oh man, it was so it's bad like, back where, then. where are, where am I? There's no Hulkamaniacs here. <laughs> and then there was like this little. <laughs> he was in some cave or something, and there was water, like a little waterfall or something, and it looked like steam is coming off of it. And he touches it, and it, it was the worst thing. But I cannot help but laugh every time you watch it. He touches it. He's like, it's not hot. <laughs> 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 he jerks back like it yeah. is. <laughs> it's not hot. <laughs> the Zodiac and Booty Man, George, says he also says he needs Alex Wright. Yeah, I remember, didn't Disco Alex Wright. Alex Wright become a team? They might have. They were dancing, right? They might yeah, have. Yeah, Alex would do that weird little one arm up. Thing. I remember when Alex Wright turned into Berlin. Yeah, and he got buried by uh, guys that could actually wrestle. Yeah. Because I think the story was that they told Hacksaw Jim Duggan, hey, go out there and make the kid look good. And mm-hmm. Hacksaw wasn't having it. And they actually went into a real wrestling match, and old Hacksaw, <laughs> he put him in a like they're just transitioning move. I'm like, this is a good match, and then it comes out like. Oh, I hope sh-. they've got the one where Hacksaw comes out and beats everybody up with they, a foam board. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I started watching it, and the board was bending, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then they zoomed in. Finally, it was like Hacksaw apparently couldn't find a two by four that night. The most easiest piece of wood right. possibly to find in the face of the planet. He couldn't find a two by four that night. He gets one of his gimmick foam two by fours out of the gimmick stand. I guess. You know what I'm not looking forward to watching when he joined Team Canada because it made no fucking sense. Yeah, oh. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is from like Texas or Oklahoma or something or. You know, he's from the South. He's, he's from America. Oh, I get to watch the Misfits again. The Misfits. Major Rection. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm excited I get to see again. You know where I'm going. Over there? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. What team did I love in WCW? The Natural Born Thrillers. I get to watch the Natural Born Thrillers. <laughs> Mike Sanders, Reno, Jindrak, O'Hare, Chuck Palumbo, Johnny the Bull. Oh, those guys were awesome. They did this one move. I think it was Jindrak O'Hare had a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. They were on the outside, like on the floor. They throw the cruiserweight into the ring, and Mike Sanders catches them and does a body slam in the ring. Damn. And it was such – I cannot wait to watch that because it's probably going to be on this – it was on Nitro, I think, and I get to watch <laughs> the natural-born thrillers, baby. <laughs> they were awesome. Naughty in the chat room asks, how do you guys think wrestling is going since Roman has been gone? Some people think it's better now. Dan, I'm going to let you lead off. Uh, I don't think it's better. Um you know, Rowan being absent, I'll tell you this much. If he comes back, they need to turn him heel. He's not, it's not going to happen. Vince won't do it. They've got mm-hmm. to. They've got to turn him heel at some point so that way the booze actually makes sense. Right. But as soon as they turn him heel, everybody's going to cheer him. Yep. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're cheering plenty of heels right now, you know. I don't even think – and I hate Smarks for this. Mm-hmm. I really do. They've they've really fucked up the wrestling business. Smarks have, mm-hmm. you know. And it 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 goes back to. I saw an article a while back, and it was a guy, and he had posted this this one thing where he was at a wrestling show and he was booing John Cena, 
and there was a mom and her kids like right in front of him, you know. And the mom finally just, you know, she didn't like get on to him or yell at him or anything. She just kind of was like, look, man, you know, my kid's here to cheer Cena and have a good time and everything. And if you want to boo him, that's fine, you know, but don't just don't ruin it for my kid, you know. Right. So, you know, we need to get back to the basics as wrestling fans. We really do, you know. We need to quit being smarks and th- and trying to be armchair bookers and everything else, you know. Stop doing podcasts. Not, uh, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say stop doing podcasts, you know. <laughs> you know, I have an opinion, you know. I, I you know, people, I get, people may or may not like my opinion. I don't know, but, you well, know. And you, it doesn't help that, you know, a lot of people may preach like, oh, you're giving away too much of the business or something like that. Well, it's 2016. If you have the WWE Network, the business is dead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I won't say the business is dead, per se. I will say kayfabe is dead. There's no kayfabe anymore. I mean, we all know, unfortunately. As far as, like, like independence and territories, that's dead. Oh, God, man. I wish I'd been working back in the territory days. Ten, Ten years too late, huh? Yeah, ten years too late. If I'd just been working in the territory days, I'd have made... Thousand, I've been a thousandaire by now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some other stuff I want to get to uh, while we still have time. Um, they've announced the blocks for the G1 2016 tournament over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. The A block is going to be Togi Makabe, Tenzin, Tomohiro Ishii, Haruki Goto, Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, Seiya Sanada, Naomichi Marafuji. Kazuchika Okada, Gesundheit. your boy Okada, Okada. <laughs> and Hiroshi Tanahashi. The B block is oh, going to yeah. be my boy <laughs> Katsuyori Shibata, Yuji Nagata, Shibata. Tamaoki Hanma, Michael Elgin, Toriyano, Naito, Evil, Kenny Omega, Yoshihachi, and Nakajima. And this is going it's to be. It's amazing that I know most of those guys. You n- And. Andrew Zarian, host of the Matman podcast, said this on Twitter last night. Do not, if you're going to watch Raw and you plan on watching Raw, do not watch New Japan Pro Wrestling right before it because you're not going to be happy. <laughs> That's why it's good. Probably like night and day. <laughs> so, yeah, this, uh, the G1 Climax tournament is going to be like, I think it's like, ends up being almost a month long. Wow. Um, it's a point system tournament. It's so you're gonna you know you get. They're so still many showing points. last year's on. That's and that's what comes on Axis. Right. Uh, every and Friday it's a night. Cool, it's a cool tournament. It's yeah. A, it's um, uh, you know it's a point system. You get so many points for a pin or a submission or a draw and zero yeah. point, and you get nothing nothing for a loss. Right. Um and you know it's a it's a big deal over in New Japan. Man, I kind of want to make a prediction. I think I'm gonna tell you who. I'm just going to tell you who I want to win it. I want Shibata to win it because I love Shibata. And Kuga, okay. And my favorite New Japan guy isn't in it because he's a jun- super junior, or he's a one of the junior heavyweights. Uh, Kushida, who is my favorite wrestler in the world right now. I love Kushida. But, yeah, I want <laughs> I want Shibata to win. Mike, who you got? Uh, easy pick would be Okada. You love the Rainmaker, don't I like, you? Uh, I like Goto and uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi's fucking great too. I think the end of the Tanahashi era is going to be coming soon over there. They don't seem as high on them. Yeah, over there. But I mean, it's a lot of wrestling come up next week. We've got the the fucking cruiserweight classic starts Wednesday. That is going to be hell yeah, an awesome show. Uh, 
picked our final four last week. I think I said Zack Sabre Jr., Kota Ibushi, Ciampa, and Gargano. Dan said it's either going to be one of two people, Tajiri or Brian Kendrick. Zack Sabre Jr., who else did you take? Uh and you can also go back and listen Swan, to it. Uh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan. And Abushi. We both took Abushi. I think so. Yeah. Mike, who, anyone, any, who are your top four going to be in that? Or final four going to be in that? I really don't know top four, but I'm, I'd be very surprised if Kiampa and Gargano weren't in the final four. See, I think they're going to have two NXT guys that are well-known and trusted in right. the final four. Who, and what about any any other predictions for the top four? I mean, sure, surely you're going to be with us and say Saber. Yeah, I'll go with that. And I, I could see Kendrick because he's another, you know, somewhat well known. Yeah, guy. I think this is to make a new star. So, you know, they didn't bring Kota Ibushi in to lose in the first round. Right, right. Zack Saber Jr. They didn't bring him in to lose in the first round. It just those two just makes. So and they much they've sense. said that uh, apparently Tajiri has it's, signed. He a, is a back for good, which yeah. is awesome. I loved. Oh hi Tajiri. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Tajiri and Regal were great oh, together. Did you see? Well, did you see when they reunited at the performance yeah, yeah, center? That was pictures, great. Yeah. When he's like, coming in the front door. Yeah, Regal's yeah. just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <here?"> <laughs> he, kept, he kept looking at the he kept looking at the camera, going, "What the hell's he doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> So let's see. Um, we're still waiting for more people to be um, announced for the PWG Battle of Los Angeles tournament, which I'm really hoping Damian Sandow will be in it so Rhodes and Sandow can meet each other in that yeah, tournament. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, a lot of wrestling come up. We got Ultimate Lucha Dos. Uh, we got the Cruiserweight Classic. We got the G1 Climax. You got Battleground. There's a ton of wrestling here. And uh, we also have a big local Memphis show coming up, July twenty fourth to twenty fourth. Yes, fourth of July, twenty first, <laughs> the fourth of July, which we'll see the reunion of two cool Rikishi, Brian Christopher, and Scotty Too Hottie, Too Sexy, Brian Christopher, the fourth of July. That's going to be at the Alchemia Shriners Circus over there, mm-hmm. right off Summer Avenue by Putt Putt Golfing Games. So get over there. I think it's going to be like 10 bucks a person. Going to have a card full of matches. I'm sure you're going to get to see your favorite wildfire wrestling guys like Dazzler, like uh, Josh Crow, I'm sure, will be there. Lawler. Uh, Komodo. Komodo. R&D. 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 Yeah. Uh, action Jackson. When I say action, you say Jackson. Action. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> You guys. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't all been together in a while. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, we're out of sync. Yeah. We're, Jackson! We're, no, there you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. okay. He, he said it. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey Ryan put out a funny tweet today. Um, Joey Ryan, you know, king of the dick flip. Yeah. Because um, that's a thing. With a freaking DDT pro title defenses have you seen all that shit uh, no i haven't seen them. he it's just random stuff where it's like i think uh i think at one point scott hall was the ddt pro heavyweight champion and then like 
Colt Cabana comes in and gets him to sign something, and it's like a submission to him that he's he's now the champion or something like that, you know. <laughs> he's like, and he, and he he signs he he's Scott Hall signs it like it's an autograph, and he he you know shoves it in front of the ref's face and goes, "Hey, he signed it." And he goes, "All right, you're the new champ." <laughs> and then like uh, it was there was another one. It might have been his uh, fiance. I forgot his fiance's name. Um, what's his fiance's name? Friggin', um it's not Candice LeRae. That's not who you're thinking of. It well, it may have been Candice LeRae in the video. I think maybe. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> um, in another one, uh, there was a cat, and it was on top of the girl, <laughs> and out of nowhere, this ref comes and counts her shoulders down, and then the cat's got the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Ryan put out a tweet earlier today. This is hilarious. Three years ago this week, TNA released me from my contract, and this week I outsold their entire brand during Pro Wrestling Tees 4th of July sale. Wow. (laughs) Damn. Uh, let's just go over some quick news and notes here. Um, Just kind of looking at some stuff through Reddit. I I saw – well, before we do that – uh, I saw a uh, post the other day. Do you know what the record low attendance was for a TNA show? 20 people? 74. Wow. At a baseball stadium that held 54,000 people. Oh. <laughs> TNA did that for a few years. They yeah. would just tour little like minor league baseball mm-hmm. stadiums. And I think I think it I, I mean, think they came Jeff Jarrett once. had an in with somebody in minor league baseball. Right. And I think that's how they got started with that cuz the the first GFW show was at the Jackson Generals Park just up up the road here in Jackson, Tennessee. Huh. And, um, and they're the minor leaguers for the Seattle Mariners. I was just glancing through reddit.com/r/squared/circle and this this made me laugh and made the guys laugh we're talking off air um so apparently there's almost a four million word <laughs> fan fiction about y2j and stephanie mcmahon that has been going on for 12 years <laughs> that is too funny something tells me that this has to like the cul- culminate in a back <laughs> issue or something like here we go I'll, i don't i'm just gonna read okay time to stop being antsy Stephanie told her pacing husband, I'm not being antsy, Chris argued, falling down on the couch. I just fight Benoit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm going to put your match first. I'm not going to deal with you when you're like this. Ha ha, my plan worked, Chris yelled triumphantly. Stephanie's eyes narrowed down him, and he shot her a charming and somewhat apologetic look. She could stay angry at him when he was looking at her like that. She sat down in his lap and snuggled against him. He turned his head slightly and dropped a kiss on her forehead, feeling very serene. Fifty Hi. Shades of Jericho. <laughs> he said sweetly, looking down at her. Hey, she said shyly, kissing him softly. How are you? I think I've settled in this marriage thing. He nodded proudly. I'm completely in husband mode. That's good. I failed to see the difference. She told him. Oh, I was just talking about getting used to my wedding ring. Blah blah blah. blah. Let's see if that just. I want. I'm waiting for. Please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that people take the time to go out and write this fan fiction stuff. Yep. I, you know, this, this, some of it's out there is just weird. So they got too much time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, nuts. How long has it been going on for? 12 years. Holy hell. So someone for 12 years Damn. has been writing, and it's not me. I promise I have not been writing anything about Chris Jericho fan fiction-wise because... That's a little too weird for my taste. That is weird. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll take your word for it. See yeah. if any other news and notes. We talked about Orton and probably facing Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's got his fight this week where he's going to get his head knocked <laughs> through his butthole. I want to I go back to that real quick because we like really got sidetracked from it. Yeah. If he loses, does it affect him or his no. push or anything? I don't think it does. Hmm. Because but I'll tell you this much. Being on being on the pro wrestling side has opened up my eyes to a lot of different sports being fixed. Yeah. And like what? Like more than you'll ever know. <laughs> well, like, what do you think? What do you think is fixed? Like professional football? Yeah. No. If professional fo- Dude. If professional football was fixed, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have about three more ter- championships. No, they don't have that many fans. Yes, they do. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I, I do have to th- say this. If, if professional football was really fixed to who had the most money, uh, the Cowboys should have made enough money to pay off that damn <laughs> 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 that damn stadium about six times over by now. George in the chat room is accusing me of writing Jericho and Mike Sanders fan fiction. <laughs> George, I swear to you, I do not wa- well, write uh, I do not write fan fiction. No, I I feel that every professional sport is fixed to a certain degree. I really do. Okay. To a certain degree. All right. And if you don't think MMA is fixed, you know MMA. <laughs> here, here's my MMA thoughts. is the. Uh, here's my thoughts. I'm on sorry. That. You there, know, the MMA is under oh, so much scrutiny already that can they really? afford to get caught in something like you know rigging fights or anything like that mm. when the company's already going to be under so much scrutiny How, th- here's the thing is like i don't even think there's anybody that can regulate them to the point where they would be like ah oh, the fight's fixed well there's you athletic know. commissions and stuff like there's that. athletic commissions oh, yeah. in every state but if you got enough money those athletic commissions don't exist the arkansas wrestling or the arkansas arkansas athletic commission kissed my ass <laughs> <laughs> They exist only to have their hand out and take money. That's it. Nadia thinks that um, pro football and basketball are rigged. Yeah. I just don't believe that. Uh, <laughs> working Grizzlies games, you, you you think that it's rigged sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, you look at the damn championship games we just had. You know, freaking Golden State Warriors are running rough shot. Over, you know, LeBron and them, and you go to a certain, you get to a certain extent, and you're like, okay, yeah, one more game, they got them. They you were know? up three to one. They were up three to one, okay, and then all of a sudden we have a game seven, mm-hmm. and you can't tell me people are sitting there going, oh yeah, you know, we got a game seven. Oh, game seven. Wait a minute, that's you know three more, three million more dollars a commercial spot. Yep. You know, that's you know. $4 million more for every time they take a TV timeout or whatever, you know, how many people are going to be watching this? And then, like, game seven is, like, the most close game in the whole series, practically, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it. you can't tell me there wasn't something going on there. There was even a, a former ref that was talking to media or something about it. And when Golden State player Draymond Green got suspended for mm-hmm. – Whatever it was, I don't remember now. But when he got suspended, that ref was like, "Yeah, they suspended him for ratings 
and so the finals would be extended. Yeah. Hmm. And then it, there's a, there's a book out there that's called The Fixes In, and I recommend everybody read it. I I don't know who it's by, but it's a, it's a book, you know, and it tells about how all professional sports are fixed. George brings up a very good point. I believe you. He this is him saying this. I believed UFC was fixed until their two biggest draws lost in a six month span. That's a hell of a point. If it's fixed, Ronda Rousey, who is your hottest star. Ronda Rousey destroying people in ten seconds and then having to go, what was it, three rounds with that chick? She didn't go that long. Or was it two rounds? I think it was. Uh, I think it was barely a round. If if it was if it went yeah. one full round, it was right. It was early in the second. And I'm sure George is going to correct yeah. me. <laughs> Mike. But then Conor McGregor losing as well. Right to one of those fucking bastard Diaz <laughs> brothers. I I hate the Diaz brothers. <laughs> I really do. Mike, why don't you get ready for get us ready for a Memphis now like on the, now like on the lower levels, like the minor league levels and all that shit. Most of the time, you're dealing with a pure sport. It's you clean. really are. Yeah, it's it's clean. clean, you know. But when you start get up in the professional level. There's money changing hands like you wouldn't believe and, you know, just all kinds of stuff happening. So, you know, the fix is in. Read the book. (laughs) (laughs) But to be clear, nobody thinks it'll affect Brock Lesnar and WWE. I don't think it'll affect. But I also don't think he's going to lose. I think he's going to get his head knocked through his butthole. (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest, I hope he does. Uh, he's going to, so it's going to happen. Mark, I, ho- I hope I'm proved wrong. He is, I really yeah. do. I hope I'm proved wrong, and I hope, Mark, you know. Mark Hunt, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he's a striker, right? Oh, yeah. He knows how to throw his, throw his fist really good. Yeah, and that's Brock's weakness, and he's a <laughs> he solid motherfucker. You punch Brock in the face, and he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you th- now, I'll tell you this much, too. When Brock did his uh, was in his UFC career, I think he grew the beard to to hide his chin, because I think he's got a glass jaw. I yeah. think if he, I think if you make one contact on his jaw, you'll knock him the fuck out, <laughs> or 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 kick him really hard in the stomach. Yeah, I still say Shane Carwin had him beat. He would have had him if, beat if he hadn't have been Brock Lesnar. That match would have been stopped. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Let's do a Memphis wrestling moment. Okay. July 2nd, 1984. Mid-South Coliseum, obviously. Okay, yeah, it does have... Okay. Ron Sexton versus The Nightmare. Tony Torres versus The Animal. Jim Neidhart versus John King. The New Generation versus The Hollywood Blondes. Randy Savage and Leapin' Lanny Poffo versus Dutch Mantel and Pork Chop Cash. (laughs) Special added feature, Memphis Showboats, Ron, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, Mikalowczyk. You're on your own. Yep. You're on your own there. Versus Keith Robertson. That's easy. Klusik. Something like that. It's M-I-K-O-L-A-J-C-Z-Y-K. Like, they just gave up on vowels after about halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try. Like, <laughs> Yes, we got it. Vanna White just said, fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm not anymore. <laughs> uh, Southern tag title match, Phil Hickerson and the spoiler. The spoiler. The spoiler. The spoiler. Yeah. 
He's Ver- back. <laughs> <laughs> the alien was on the ship the entire time. My God! Verse. Hydra was running shield. <laughs> Versus Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. International title match, Mr. Ito with Jimmy Hart versus Austin Idol. Southern heavyweight title match, Rick Rude versus Angel, with Angel versus Jerry Lawler. S- Summer Spectacular, this is what it says at the top. Summer Spectacular, 10 big matches, main event, two ring, triple chance, battle royal, $10,000 cash to the winner. I was in a double ring battle royal once. It was pretty cool. You got thrown out of the first ring, you went to the second ring. You got thrown out of the second ring. You're out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lawler wins Slamabamarama. Say that three times fast. Slamabamarama, <laughs> Slamabamarama, You failed. You didn't say Lawler wins. The- <laughs> <laughs> Read the results. <laughs> In the main event of the professional wrestling matches last night at the Mid-South Coliseum, Jerry Lawler won the 24-man Slamabamarama. In other bouts, Ron Sexton won by disqualification over the Nightmare. The Animal beat Tony Torres. Jim Neidhart defeated John King. The New Generation fought the Hollywood Blondes to a draw. Dutch Mantel and Porkchop Cash defeated Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo. Phil Hickerson and the Spoiler. It was me, Austin. It was me all (laughs) along. (laughs) I did it for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. (laughs) Uh, Retained the Southern Tag Team titles by defeating Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. Uh, Ito kept his international heavyweight crown by defeating Austin Idol. And Lawler won by disqualification over Rick Rude in the Southern Heavyweight title match. Attendance was 6,749. Almost 7,000. Wow. Well, that's going to be it for this week. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? Nadia in the chat room says Rusev. And, you know, it's actually crazy after the on Raw this week, after um, the food fight, they opened up with a match. Yeah. That was crazy. Imagine yeah. that. Rus- it was Rusev. I mean, they had the whole 10-minute food fight beforehand. But but it was Rusev and who else? Who did he face this week? Uh, oh, it was Titus, Titus O'Neil. Titus, Titus yeah. O'Neil, Great yeah. match. I'm really loving this red, feud. white, and blue I'm parachute really lo- pants. <laughs> I'm glad Titus is getting a shot. And His Apollo Creed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like that, that Titus is in this feud. I think it's a, it's a feud that's actually worth watching right now. George says his superstar of the week is AJ for hashtag beat up John Cena. Honorable mention goes to Sasha Banks. Dan? Um, I am going to give uh, Zack Ryder props for getting woo, 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 getting you a pin <laughs> in the main event on Raw. <laughs> I'm going Kevin Owens for being the smartest person in the food fight. There you okay. go. All right. Uh, I will go with Cesaro and Apollo Crews for having <laughs> the longest arm wrestling match ever during a food fight. It was a complete stalemate the entire time. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Well, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is subscribing on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review and leave us a quick comment there. Also, thank you, Blog Talk Radio. It's our host, blogtalkradio.com slash podcast is that website. Dan? Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, the domestic assault charges were dropped against the king. His WWE suspension is lifted. Woohoo! Yep. As I predicted. Yep. And we all, I think we all 
Yeah, it, I it, think we all knew what was going on there. So, you know, not even so, worth. Yeah, not even worth mentioning it again. But I'm just happy that uh, and you know, you there know were, you the know, good end of that came out, and you know, and, right. And you know, it's funny. It's when that happened, it blew up because everyone's like, "Oh, Jerry Lawler," blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. but when it goes away and he's being reinstated, the people that were condemning him kind of just didn't say anything at all. Yeah, it's like okay, whatever. I'm happy he's back. You know, Jerry Lawler's a childhood hero of mine. George says, thank the almighty, no more Atunga on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Oh, God, it. they didn't put Atunga on commentary, did they? Yes, well, they did. Was, oh, God, I hope he comes out there and pile drives him next Thursday. So, <laughs> well, we are going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. This has been the Oversell Podcast.